Right now, I need flexible scheduling. This annoyed Allison, but I held firm, and it worked. I got just what I wanted, no planning ahead. Allison eventually dumped me with no warning whatsoever. What could I do besides nod my head and appreciate her lacerating use of irony? Now, with my wife, I know this sort of thing would be unacceptable, so I don't even try it. I have loosened up my spontaneous living demands, and it has worked out just fine. I am willing to pencil in appointments, vacations, all sorts of things, weeks, and sometimes months in advance. I do this for her, but it helps me too. I actually like knowing we'll be renting a house on Cape Cod for the last two weeks of August 2011. In fact, I'm very much looking forward to it. Let me use a more vivid example with a different fake wife, Betsy. I did not call Betsy after she went in for surgery. Betsy and I were about six months into our two-year relationship, when right on schedule, I firmly committed to the callous behavior as noted in step two of my formula. I was heading to Los Angeles for a while, and after several days I realized I had not spoken to my girlfriend. I wonder how she's doing, I thought to myself one day. I'll have to call her. This was really not out of the ordinary in the mid-90s. Some people forget what long-distance communication was like in the early Clinton years. Not everyone had a cell phone. And making a call required some complicated steps. Coins, phone cards, a payphone not covered in a mucus-like substance. So, we simply hadn't spoken for what turned out to be eight days. I would have thought it was a little less than that, but it turns out it was indeed eight. I picked up the phone and gave her a ring. What the heck, I thought. I'll surprise her with my thoughtfulness. Hi, Betsy, it's me. How you doing? A great deal of silence. Betsy, what have you been up to? A great deal of silence, then an angry voice from the other side. You didn't call me while I was in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's right, the operation. The eye surgery that Betsy was going in for two days after I'd arrived in L.A., the eye surgery she'd been talking about for months, and that she had asked me to consider canceling my trip over. The eye surgery. Instead of becoming immediately apologetic, I decided the best course of action was to pretend that eye surgery was not that big of a deal. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, the surgery. How'd that go? She hung up. The future of the relationship was in danger. What should I do? I consulted my guy friends and associates for help. Most were married or in serious relationships and reacted similarly. Oh, man, that's bad. It's almost unforgivable. Start with flowers every day and apologize every chance you get. It might not work, but it's worth a try. Get on a plane right now. Get back there and make it right. And on and on. I decided to consult with my friend Bryce, a gay man. Oh, you poor guy, he said. Why is she giving you such a hard time? You forgot. Thank you, gay man. You can call gay men all sorts of names and accuse them of being soft and womanly, but they are blessed with a steely reserve that is 100% pure male. They have no fear. Why should they? They have never had their male perspective diluted by a woman. The pussy whip has no power over the gay man. He's never had to face it in battle. He is not intimidated, just like the family of four is not intimidated by the medieval mace riveted to the wall next to their booth at Applebee's. You forgot, said Bryce. I forgot. You're damn right I forgot. That would have to do. I would approach my girlfriend with that excuse. I forgot. I called Betsy and uttered the phrase. To show good faith, I added a little, I'm sorry, but I forgot. 
and the whole thing was settled. That is how it works in the two-year relationship. And of course, we were left in the commitment sweet spot for the remainder of the two years. Now, I know the Bryce advice would not work for me today. Gay guy counsel can be invaluable to a man in a two-year relationship, but not to a married man. Looking back with Betsy, could I have handled things differently? Certainly. But the important thing is, I didn't. So the experience was filed away. I learned it is rarely acceptable to forget about a woman's surgery, even if it is what I would consider, by most reasonable standards, minor surgery. I would not do that again. Now, if I'm away and my wife has to have an operation, I call her before and after. I visit. There are cards and flowers, and my marriage is the better for it. This is what I'm thinking as I watch my adorable daughter adorably eating Cheerios one by one off the table as we sit down to dinner.